For Pacifica Radio, I'm Eileen Alfandari. Hours after the House censured Arizona Republican Paul Gosar for his animated video depicting him slashing the neck of New York's Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, Gosar retweeted it. Gosar said he was censured for challenging Democrats' quote, America last agenda. In her remarks, Ocasio-Cortez singled out House Republican Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy for not condemning Gosar. It is sad. It is a sad day in which a member who leads a political party in the United States of America cannot bring themselves to say that issuing a depiction of murdering a member of Congress is wrong. What is so hard about saying that this is wrong? This is not about me. This is not about Representative Gosar, but this is about what we are willing to accept. McCarthy called the censure an abuse of power by Democrats to distract from national problems. The only Republicans to join Democrats in the 223 to 207 censure vote were Lynn Cheney and Adam Kinzinger. Republican David Joyce of Ohio voted present. The censure vote also removed Gosar from two congressional committees, on one of which Ocasio-Cortez also serves. The Senate could begin debate today on a whopping $778 billion military policy bill after it cleared a procedural hurdle yesterday. The vote was 84 to 15. Independent Vermont Senator Bernie Sanders contrasted the overwhelming bipartisan support for the massive military bill to the opposition in some quarters to spending on expanded Medicare or paying for family leave, community college, or climate programs. Now, isn't it remarkable how even as we end the longest war in our nation's history, the war in Afghanistan, concerns about the deficit and the national debt seem to melt away under the influence of the military-industrial complex. The $778 billion military policy bill is $37 billion more than former President Trump's last defense bill and $25 billion more than President Biden and the Pentagon had even requested. The man who fatally shot Ahmad Arbery has testified he fired the shotgun in self-defense. Travis McMichael said he made a split-second life-or-death decision when Arbery grabbed his gun and tried to take it away. He said Arbery, a 25-year-old black man, looked angry. Travis, his father, and a neighbor armed themselves and pursued Arbery in their trucks after they saw him jogging down the road. They said they thought he might be the person responsible for neighborhood break-ins. Prosecutor Linda Donikowski pressed McMichael on the defense contention that they planned a citizen's arrest. Not once during your direct examination did you state that your intention was to effectuate an arrest of Mr. Arbery until your attorney asked you that leading question. Isn't that right? Yes. A large group of black pastors plans a rally outside the courthouse today. The rally will come after the defense attorney for William Roddy Bryan has said he didn't want any more black pastors sitting in the Georgia courtroom with Arbery's family. The jury in Kyle Rittenhouse's murder trial is said to begin a third day of deliberations. The jury's request to rewatch video in the case sparked another bid 
from Rittenhouse's attorneys for a mistrial. The attorneys say the defense received an inferior copy of a key video from prosecutors. One of the defense attorneys told the judge the defense would have approached things differently if it had received the higher quality video earlier. He said the request would be made without prejudice, meaning prosecutors could try Rittenhouse again if the request were granted. Prosecutors countered the jury saw the highest quality version of the video during the trial. The judge didn't immediately rule. Two men who for decades steadfastly maintained their innocence in the 1965 assassination of civil rights icon Malcolm X will be exonerated. Manhattan District Attorney Cyrus Vance Jr.'s office is expected to join attorneys for the two men in asking a judge to toss out the convictions. Malcolm X was killed in February of 1965 in Harlem. Mohammed Aziz, who's now 83, and the late Khalil Islam were convicted of murder in 1966 along with the third man. All were sentenced to life in prison. The third man said he was one of three gunmen who shot Malcolm X, but he testified neither Aziz nor Islam were involved. Aziz was released from prison in 1985. Islam two years later. Islam died in 2009. I'm Eileen Alfandari for Pacifica Radio.